Welcome to In the Weeds, a Mindscape podcast. Hey there, welcome to episode number 10 of season four of the In the Weeds podcast. I'm Pete Brand, Mindscape CEO and co-founder, and I'm joined by Jeff Bell, Mindscape COO, and we are once again joined by the amazing Mr. It's weird when you lead it in with amazing. Uh, oh, yeah, I know. I, on the... Yeah, I, I, I understand how you would uh, get thrown by that. I apologize. Yeah, we've worked together enough. We know we, that's all I. We but, are uh, joined by the dumbass. Steve <laughs> president of oh, Technology. There we go. Thanks yeah. for putting up with me for these last few episodes, guys. It's been a blast. Yeah, man. It's, I'm glad you uh, took the time out to join us. Yeah, and we are on uh, the last of our four-part series of uh, Four Steps to Profitable E-Commerce. And uh, today we're going to be talking about um, uh, being agile uh, within uh, your e-commerce experience here. So, um, you know, we've talked about knowing your customer. We've talked about building a site that converts and driving traffic. Um, So when we say be agile, um, Steve, talk a little bit on the development side about um, how you can take an, an agile or iterative approach to, to development because a lot of times, you know, the, the old school way of software development was very, um, you know, I, I always used to equate it to people saying, well, you know, build me a house and, uh, and then once it's almost built, you say, okay, I just have one small change. I want you to take the basement and bump it out one foot, uh, right? And and so people get scared because bumping out a basement one foot means the whole rest of the structure can come tumbling down. And so people would often get scared about um, not having every single detail buttoned up and and uh, and documented before before they began. And so uh, you know, agile development started to kind of. Um, you know, those methods and processes help support the ability to, to be able to bump out your basement a foot if you needed to. So um, how, how does that uh, take shape uh, when, when swarming uh, goes into a development engagement, uh, engagement uh, on, on that side? Yeah. So, I mean, Agile is obviously a whole methodology of development today and one of the big buzzwords of business as a whole. Um, when you're thinking about building your site, uh, the build is not just the initial point of development. So like, hey, we start here and we've got a live site. That's not the full build of your site. The life cycle of your business is what is really the build of your site. Um, so we're talking agile. It feels a lot probably when we're doing a new build. That is, you know, we've got six months to get it out. you got a timeline. It's set. Uh, a customer has a budget that you hold it to. It feels more like it's really oftentimes to the, old school development way, the waterfall methodology, because you've got some limitations. We can't just continuously change things throughout the process of the build. You need to get an end product out there, otherwise you're never gonna make any money online. But what we wanna do there in the beginning, and kind of what Jeff mentioned, the iterative approach, is we wanna talk to you and learn, and we talked about this a couple episodes back, uh, how your business is really gonna grow over the next couple of years, obviously, no one has a magic ball that tells them that, otherwise we'd all be millionaires. Um, but what is your vision for the business? How do you want to take it? Because when we start off building your site, we don't want to paint it, paint you into a corner. 
We want to build your site so that it's not a stuck basement that you have to be with. We want to make it so that basement can be expanded. Um, so the analogy that I always use and I used earlier was, if you think about how you build a manufacturing building today, that back wall is going to be able to be removed. So when your business doubles in size, you can do that on. Uh, we want to do that same thing with your, your site. So we do what's called a discovery, where we spend a lot of time with our customers really learning not just how their site operates today or how it should operate today, but what they want to do with their business. So whether today is, hey, you know, I sell three project, products online, um, but I really want to expand my B2B selling abilities. I want to have a customer portal and all of that. We want to look at, one, uh, what platform we're going to choose based upon that, um, and also um, how we're going to build on that platform uh, to make sure that we're not making it too complex one way so you can't expand on it. Um, and that's something that we kind of carry through because you start with one part of your site. We want to see your website grow and your business grow. and want to see you make more money so you can spend more and invest that on your site. Um, so in the beginning, it's really important. You know, that's the exciting part, right? You get a new flashy website, it's like going out and buying a new car. Uh, but the really important part is making sure that car continues to run and that you can keep it going. So that's where a lot of the big work and heavy listing comes in for a company like Swarming um, and our team. We want to be with you throughout this whole process. We're really in it for the long haul. Um, I think one of the lines that our sales reps like to use is, um, you know, we're in for the long haul, but we're not too clean. So we don't want to be bugging you too much, but we want to be there to support you and help you grow. Um, when we're saying the word agile, your business is agile. Uh, you know, things are going to change. One year, your consumer is going to shop one way. And the next year, you're going to look at your uh, stats and look at everything that's coming through from your analytics. And you're going to go, wait, why are they doing it this way now? And you've got to adapt and you've got to be able to change. So you're gonna to wanna to do that continuously with your site. Don't think that you just set it and you forget it and then you're done. Um, and then I think what's really important is um, the fight has always been between IT and marketing or sales and marketing. You wanna figure out how you can tie the initiatives of the entire business together. So this is in that beginning planning. You wanna bring in those other entities uh, to make sure people are on the same page and you wanna be able to use the technology, so the website to advance everyone within the organization. Uh, if you can make that site make marketing's job easier, sales jobs easier, and IT's job easier, that site is going to be something everybody loves. Now, if it means more work for marketing and more work for IT, they're going to hate it. Uh, if it takes things away from sales, they're going to hate it. So you want to bring everyone together to really get a full investment in it so that you can help grow that site and you get the feedback from all parts of the company at the right time. Steve, you just you just hit on the thing that I call the the Bermuda Triangle of hate and discontent. It's <laughs> sales, marketing, and uh, IT. And oh my gosh, like we could start a psychiatric firm or site whatever, <laughs> uh, probably, and go out and and help fix those problems from a from a counseling level. But all three parts of those organizations are integral for each other, and it's crazy how much they fight against each other. Yeah, and I'm obviously talking about the perfect utopia where they magically all come together. Yeah. Uh, it does happen, um, but even if you can make it a little bit easier for all those people, uh, you're gonna be better off. Absolutely. Right, right, great. Uh, all right, so you know, we were talking about an iterative approach to, uh, to development. Um, so we get the site launched, uh, we're, we're, we're ready to go, uh, but then we've got to, you know, Steve, you said the exciting part was, was the new car. Um, 
And then, you know, the not exciting part, but, but probably more important part is the oil changes along the way. <laughs> so, um, you know, some of that equates to, to marketing as well, right? We get a new flashy site, but then, you know, we've got to come up with, with ways to, to, to market it and, and keep it fresh. Um, Pete, how do you, you know, a lot of times within Mindscape, uh, we'll, we'll do campaigns, but how do um, you use a campaign approach to marketing? Yeah, I think um, it's, it's really important to have an understanding of what you're trying to do at the different specific phases, right? So, and, and those phases are easy. Uh, if, if marketing is all about attention, right? So we have to be able to attract. That's the first phase. And, and when I say attract, I'm not talking about people that know who you are. Um, I have a news release for everybody. Breaking news, breaking news. Since we're in the 24-hour news cycle, if somebody knows who you are, that they can find you in Google. So that's not much of a win, and it's not a way to grow your top-line revenue by simply marketing to people within your own sphere of influence. If, so, if they know who you are, they, they often don't even need Google. <laughs> absolutely. And, and if they know who I am, chances are they're running as fast as they can because they don't want to be around them. But, but, but regardless, right, we have to attract those strangers that don't know that we exist because if we don't do that, we don't put ourselves even in the market to be able to get additional business out there. So, um, and, and there's different ways to attract, right? We can look at social media. And, and through an organic social media campaign, if we're out there organically creating great content that people like and it adds values, Jeff, I'm sorry to keep you awake. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks, man. That's you're a great confidence booster. Uh, but you've got hey, these podcasts are hard to do on video. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know because we can see you. Everything those eye rolls, I'm catching them all. Uh, already got a, a, an email typed up for HR. We're already getting some. <laughs> But yeah, so we've got social, the organic social. You've also got paid social where we can target very specific people based on location and everything. You've got search, you've got display, you've got all these different mechanisms to be able to gain attention. Um, but that's the attract phase, right? And we definitely want to get in front of those people that don't know that we exist. Now, once we've attracted that attention and gotten them to the website, the next phase is converting those people, right? So, so many times, and I still see this today, which is crazy, but you see websites out there that look like glorified brochures, and they're basically telling the company's story, which you would think on one hand is great, because we want to be able to tell the company's story, but, but it's not speaking to the individual, right? Nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about your products, how great your company is, how long you've been around. The only thing they care about is what's in it for them, right? So when we think about it from a conversion standpoint, what is the mission that they're coming to the website to be able to accomplish? And how can we set up a structure in a situation to where they can either raise their hand and say, I'm interested, be able to help themselves to get information or somehow add themselves to your database so that they've indicated they have an interest. And then you're actually marketing to somebody who's there, right? So we've well, got from a conversion standpoint that a, if we're going to be using any type of paid media, we're not just driving them to a homepage, right? Mm -hmm. If they're out there and we're connecting with them, chances are they're searching. Well, don't drive them to a situation where they have to search for the answer. Send them to a very specific landing page where they can actually get the information that they need, all of the information they need, and all of their questions answered. And then make sure that we've got thank you emails once they actually do provide their information. But if we are going to have a landing page, like don't ask them for blood type if you're going to give them an, uh, 
like a ebook or something like that, yeah. right? All we need to know is their name and their email address. And in some cases, just their email address. We want to lower the barrier to entry so that we can actually get them to convert because you know, just like when you're thinking about whether you're going to give your email address, you're spending like one one millionth of a second, which seems like 15 minutes on the question in your mind of, is this information important enough to open myself up to spam? Because they know that's what's going to happen. Otherwise, you wouldn't even ask for the email address. Right. Well, and that goes, you know, you brought up a good point there about knowing your buyers and what they're looking for on your site. And I, I think that I just wanted to kind of go back to one of the things Steve said in, in one of the earlier uh, parts of this series, which is, you know, don't go overboard. So, you know, the, the swarming, don't be too clingy. Uh, don't have a box that says, buy now, buy now, buy now, like every, everywhere you click, if that's not what your persona is there for, if they're you know, need to go through and do some research or, or what have you, um, certainly support them, but don't be too clingy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and that, that's an important point when you think about differentiating, right? So some, let's say we've attracted the stranger to the website. We've converted them because we've got a really compelling landing page. Um, just because we've converted them does not necessarily mean they're ready for a sales conversation. There is a big difference between a marketing qualified lead and a sales qualified lead. And I think a lot of the time what happens, especially when a company is just beginning to either uh, kind of launch marketing efforts for the first time or, or they're getting pressure put on them from their boss to have to be able to produce, it's really easy to default into the, the um, you know, let, let's, let's just close them right away. And, and I don't care if they were just a marketing qualified lead, it's an opportunity for me to have a conversation and I can quickly find out where they're at in the process. That, that makes people feel rushed, it makes them feel swindled, and it certainly does not show authenticity in you wanting to deliver value outside of anything other than getting more money in your bank account. So once you do convert them, the next step is really closing them. And in some instances, it might be closing them as a sale, in other instances, it might be closing them on providing or getting an opportunity to be able to provide more information to where they've said, all right, you've enticed me with the great, valuable information you've given me so far. Now I'm willing to get more of that information and have more of it coming to me. And that's where when you're putting together thank you emails, uh, when you're putting together nurture campaigns that anticipates what information would be valuable next. And, and you use that through automation because uh, let's face it, we're human beings and we mess up. And as salespeople, we're ADD and we mess up all the time and forget about stuff we're supposed to do. So as a marketing team and as an IT team, we can actually go to that salesperson and say, let's break down the Bermuda Triangle of hate and discontent because we're gonna be providing you tools that allow you to embrace your ADD and drink more coffee and play more golf and also close <laughs> sales because we're creating this machine in the background that's gonna facilitate that entire process for you. And then, so we've got attract, convert, we've got close, and then we've got delight. Because, you know, sometimes as salespeople, it's really easy to be like, all right, we, we slayed that beast, let's move on to the next. But if the entire organization adopts that same mentality, then we end up with a customer who's like, I gave them money and now I don't know what to do and I'm stuck and I don't have any support. Oh, you know, it's, there's just nothing there. So we have the ability, once we've closed that sale, to be able to ask them for feedback, support them, send them videos, do whatever it is that we need to do, and also ask for feedback. 
ask them how you did. Ask them what we can do to be better to do better next time, right? So we can't forget that. And then also, we want to report on it. We need to know what's happening. Like if we are getting all these different sources of attention, which sources of attention happen to be converting better and creating more clients? The only way you're going to get to that information is through reporting and through digging into the data and identifying what it is that that is most effective or what patterns or trends are most effective in your marketing efforts. Sure. So then when you're talking about um, a campaign approach to marketing, what you're really talking about is, is like an end to end experience, right? Like absolutely sure you're at, you're addressing attraction, your uh, conversion, closing delight, uh, full end to end in, 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 uh, in a campaign and all of those touch points from the first time someone hears about you through after purchase uh, delight, really. Absolutely. And one thing I didn't even mention, but, but like attracting is one thing, but you know, I mean, attention is really easy to gain sometimes if you're at least interesting, but it's really easy to lose. So if you think about that, if, if someone happens to be driving and they're, they're waiting at a stoplight and they're Googling something, and they, or they get an email and they click and they're on a landing page and they're like, that's really interesting. And then the light turns and there's a cop behind them. They put it down and forget about it. There's ways to be able to, to utilize retargeting and remarketing mm -hmm. to be able to, mm -hmm. once that pixels drop, we can follow them around to remind them about the great, you know, answer that they almost had, but the police officer scared them in the back. So they forgot about it. So it is thinking about that entire end to end experience and thinking about the circumstances they could be in that might lose that attention. And then how do we gain that back? Right. Yeah. Pete, time back to the car analogy too. I mean, we can build you the best car in the world. We can put a big old engine in it. You guys can help us make it pretty and shiny as possible. That thing doesn't have gas. It's not going anywhere. What you're talking about here is the gas. Like this is where, where we see e-commerce sites fail. This is where it fails. Your e-commerce site doesn't mean jack shit unless it's selling you stuff and making you money, right? So you got to get the people there and bring it through. I mean, this is probably the most important part. Right. Obviously, I'd like to think that the building of the site is the most important <laughs> part. But uh, like I've said, if you guys don't have money, to spend, if customers don't have money to spend after making it, uh, they're not going to come back. So, well, um, I mean, you see it with even bricks and mortar, um, you know, so... It, it, it's not true that if you build it, they will come. Uh, it's, it's not field of dreams. And, and that is uh, even more the case uh, in, in the digital world because you have billions of storefronts that are hidden, right? <laughs> like you have, to, yeah. you have to be able to market them and tell people, hey, this exists. Um, because even with bricks and mortar, you can drive by it on the highway or, or you know, your local, the main street. and uh, we've got businesses closing every single day that people see. So uh, just because you build a storefront digitally doesn't mean people are going to come and tell you market it and let people know that, that it's there for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, this one was a little bit different. We had only two points today, but um, I did want to take this last bit to cover uh, recap the, the four parts of this series. Um, again, this was our four part series of, uh, uh, four Steps to Profitable E-Commerce. Uh, we talked about, first episode was, or the first part was uh, knowing your user. We talked about getting to know your buyers, um, you know, taking a different approach uh, for managing customer expectations um, that B2B and B2C are different, but, uh, but also similar. Uh, second part was uh, building a site that converts. So we talked about selecting the right 
a technology partner, an e-commerce platform, improving the user experience, um, and then creating an experience that adds value. Next, we talked about uh, driving traffic, so generating awareness, um, building and executing a comprehensive SEO plan, and then expanding the size of your digital footprint. And then we got to today's uh, part, which is be agile. So take an iterative approach to development and uh, use a campaign approach uh, on the digital marketing side. Make sure that if you do build it, people do come and do buy from you. So uh, with that, Pete, how do they find out more about us? All right. Well, you can find out more by heading on over to our website at wearemindscape.com forward slash in the weeds. And if this is one of the four part series that they find, they can find all the others as well as all the other seasons listed on that page. You also can visit us on our social channels at the profile We Are Mindscape and use the hashtag in the weeds podcast to let us know if you have any questions or any topics you'd like us to cover in the future. Or you can send us an email at intheweeds at wearemindscape.com and uh, we'll make sure and get back with you. And again, like I always say, if you don't agree with us, we like that better, but you better bring your A game if you want to debate us because we <laughs> are Mindscape and Swarming Tech. All right. Thanks a lot for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye, everyone.